Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist, coming to you from a beautiful forest in the Azores Islands, in the island of Saint-Georges, where I do my yearly retreats. Those retreats are going to be launching very soon in the month of October, and I will only be doing two retreats in the 2021 season. So if you want to join me in this paradise, you're going to see links pop up either on screen or in the description box below where you can join the retreat email list. I will only be launching the retreats to that email list. So if you want to join me here in 2021, make sure you're on the list. Today we're talking about spirit guides and it's very pertinent that I'm in a forest because a lot of guidance, a lot of energy of our spirit guides can be felt very easily when you're in nature. Um, so that's kind of why I shot this video today in the forest. It's a little bit windy here, so I apologize if there are any audio issues during this video. But today we're talking about spirit guides, and a lot of, of times I get contacted by people who have difficulty connecting with their guides. They have no idea what the guides are saying. So I put together this video today to kind of give you the top five crucial things that all spirit guides, your spirit guides, my spirit guides, all spirit guides want you to know that's going to help you on your path moving forward. So if you're having difficulties connecting with your guidance right now, hopefully this video is going to help. So the first thing your guides want you to know is that you are worthy. <laughs> this is such a crucial, crucial thing. And that's, that's why I put it as number one, because when we feel a sense of unworthiness, when we don't feel good enough, not just about connecting to our angels or our guides, but just unworthy in general in life, when we feel unworthy or not good enough, what that does is it closes down our energy system. The vibration of unworthiness is really problematic for the energy system. It closes your energy system down, your subtle body down. And when your energy system closes down, you can't receive guidance. <laughs> you can't hear it because your system is too bogged down. And so that's why this is the first thing that your guides want you to know to please feel worthy. You are worthy. You are good enough. You are worthy of all the guidance that comes to you. You are constantly guided and loved. You are so honored. You are worthy. Don't ever feel unworthy or like you're not good enough of guidance of your angels or in life in general. Develop that sense of worthiness and self-love because it's going to be crucial for you to open up your energy system. Worthiness opens up the energy system. And when my energy system opens up and expands, I connect to the spirit guides more easily. Okay, so that's the crucial thing. Number one that your guides want you to know you are worthy of everything that the universe has to bring you, including guidance from your beautiful spirit guides. Second thing your guides want you to know is that they are always assisting you. <laughs> Even when you can't feel it or you're not consciously aware of that assistance, your guides are always assisting you. They're always there to help you. They're always there to give you a, a hand, even when you can't hear or feel that guidance. A lot of times I get messages from people and they say they're not receiving messages from their guides. They can't connect with them. Their guides aren't talking to them. And so they feel sad or worse. They start to feel unworthy because they feel like they're not good enough to receive the guidance that everybody else is receiving. But this is never the case. Your guides are always assisting you. The question is always whether you are in an energy place where you can feel or hear that guidance. <laughs> but it's not a question of whether or not they're talking to you or whether or not they're assisting you. 
That's never in question. They are always assisting you. That's why they're your guides. <laughs> they're guides on purpose because they're actually put in our soul's path to help us along this journey of life down here where things can get a little complicated, okay? So your guidance is always assisting you whether you're conscious of it or not. And here's a little quirk that I want to add here because sometimes people don't talk about this quirk of guidance, but it's important to remember Sometimes your guides are actually involved in things going wrong in your life. <laughs> now, this can seem totally ridiculous and not true at all, but it is true. Sometimes what the guides do is they will step in and help create a bad situation or help things go wrong or bad. And I'm, I'm using air quotes because wrong or bad is only a, a, a judgment of the mind. But sometimes the guides will come in and make things messy in a current situation in order to protect you from a worse situation down the line. So what the guides will do is they'll assess your timeline as you're walking along it. And they'll notice that if you keep walking a certain way, things are going to end up really bad down the line. And so what they'll do is sometimes they'll orchestrate messy things in the present moment so that you divert to a different timeline. And in the moment, this may not seem like guidance, but it is. It's guidance because what they're doing is they're helping prevent, they're helping you move away from a horrible situation or a much worse situation down the line. Okay. And, and you know, the guides will, you know, here's, here's an example of what a guide could do. You could be driving down the road and there could be a horrible, horrible life-threatening accident down the highway that you haven't even noticed that's about to happen. And what the guides will sometimes do is they'll make you have a flat tire. <laughs> they'll make you have a flat tire right before you reach this huge, um, the huge accident down the, the highway. Okay. So at the moment you're looking at this and you're thinking, Oh my God, I just had a flat tire. This is the most horrible thing to happen. My day is going horribly wrong, but it's because you don't know that down the road, there's a horrible accident in which you could have died. Okay. <laughs> so this is just an example of how the guidance comes in to help us, sometimes even orchestrating certain situations in order to protect us from horrible situations down the road. The third crucial thing that your guides want you to know is that they can communicate with you in a way that you understand. <laughs> this one, sometimes I get messages from people and they tell me, you know, they really want to learn the language of the guides or the language of their angels and archangels. They want to learn the language of the spirit world in order to communicate with the spirit world. And what I tell people is you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about learning the guides language. They know yours. They will communicate with you in a way that they know you will more likely receive the message. Okay. So here's a pro tip in this. Here's the ding ding pro tip on this. Be very good at knowing your strengths and your talents. The more you know your strengths and your talents, the more you will know that your guides are going to try talking to you through those gifts and talents. Okay. So be very good at deciphering and understanding your gifts and your strengths and your talents. So here's an example. If you're a really good dreamer, let's say you've always had a ton of dreams, you're, you, you dream very easily, you remember your dreams very easily, guess what way your guides are going to try to communicate with you? <laughs> They're going to use your gift of dreams in order to communicate with you. So for example, that's not a huge gift of mine. I'm not a big dreamer. My guidance doesn't usually come through. Sometimes it does, but my guidance doesn't usually come through, uh, uh, come through to me through dreams. 
usually what happens is I'll receive my guidance in various ways. I channel very easily when I'm, when I'm in trance meditation. So usually that's how my guides communicate with me uh, among other ways. But you see, I know my strengths, so I know that that's where I'm going most likely to receive guidance. So if you're a dreamer, that's where your guides are going to talk to you. If you have different talents or different gifts, your guides will communicate uh, with you through those gifts. So you don't have to worry about learning the spirit language. Your guides will know. They'll mold their messages according to your strengths and your talents so that they could get through to you more easily. The fourth crucial thing that your guides want you to know is that there is nothing to be afraid of. And man, this one, this one I'm going to talk a little bit more about because this is one of the key reasons why people do not connect to their spirit guides more easily is because they're afraid of the spirit world. And mostly we have these fears from religious templating mostly, but also from pop culture, from our horror movies, from, you know, demonic possession movies, all of these kinds of things, poltergeist, God knows what. So the templating from religion has been embedded in pop culture. And so we're basically getting bombarded in multiple fronts on the, with the idea that you need to be afraid of the spirit world. Okay. But this comes mostly from religions for thousands of years. Religions have been templating onto us that the spirit world is dangerous, that you have to be careful because if you open yourself up to spirit, you can have demons and evil spirits come to you and take over you. And the reason that religions did this was because they wanted to maintain control over people. And so if you knew that you can connect to your guides all by yourself without having anything to be afraid of, religions would lose power over you, okay? So now that you know that that was the, the agenda behind why religions templated us with these, now you know there's nothing to be afraid of, okay? There is absolutely nothing to be afraid of and the guides stress this so much all the time, okay? There is no boogeyman out there that's going to get you, okay? There is a lot of diversity in the spirit world in the same way that there's diversity in the physical world, okay? So it is true that there are a multitude of different energies like that out there. There are very ascended energies, very light energies, and there are very dark and, and dense energies out there too. But the point here is that regardless of what energy diversity there is out there, you don't have to be afraid of any of it, okay? So what religions call demons or, you know, evil ghosts or God knows what, there's different names for it, Satan, all of these different things, names that have been given to the dark realms, okay? I call them the dark realms because really what dense energy is, is it's just an energy that, that is separated so far from its source that it doesn't even remember that it's source anymore, okay? That's the crucial thing to remember is that all of it is God. This is hard sometimes for us to understand, but all of existence comes from the same source. Whether they're light beings or dark beings, it all comes from the same source. It's all a part of source. It's all a part of God, okay? The only difference is that some of us are closer to our source and some of us have, have kind of ventured really far from our source where we have forgotten who we are, okay? So, but here's a, a pro tip that I want to give you on this. There's nothing to you for you to be afraid of because the dark realms or any, any kind of energy, they cannot harm you or take you over or possess you or God knows what. They cannot take you over unless you have given permission to have an interaction with these beings 
or unless they are coming in to help you. And this is, this is sometimes hard for people to understand, but I've, I've said this in previous videos and I'm going to say it in this one too. The dark realms work for the light. <laughs> the dark realms work for the light. And the reason that I say this is because what dark beings or darkness does is they come in and they poke at you. They provoke you in order to help you come into your power and remember who you are. Okay, so I want to go a little deeper into this because I know that when, when I say that the dark works for the light, it's a very controversial thing, even within spirit, some spirituality circles, because even within spirituality, there's this belief that there's a war going on between good and evil, light and dark. There's always wars going on in our minds. The, you know, there's just the human mind is made of the, with the construct of separation. And so there's always some kind of conflict going on in our minds until we come into unity consciousness. But what the guides have always been clear in teaching me is that there has never been a war between light and dark, good and evil. There is no war going on in the spirit world. Uh, the wars that we are perceiving is because we're perceiving the spirit world through our separation consciousness mind, our fragmented mind, and a fragmented mind is always looking for conflict and wars, okay? So when I, but I want to go deeper into this, what it means to say that the dark works for the light, okay? The dark works for the light because really what the dark does is they come, a dark being would come to you and they poke at you. What they're trying to do is they are basically helping you come into your power and remember who you are. This was a hard lesson for me to learn because when I was a child, I was basically tortured by dark beings and, you know, spirits, the disincarnated spirits that were just hanging around and bothering me. This was a problem for me, such a problem for me when I was a child. And that's why I closed my spiritual, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to for years to close this, that spiritual door, to close down my spiritual sensitivities, precisely because I had a difficult childhood dealing with darker spiritual energies. So this, this lesson was hard for me to learn, but my guides were very patient in teaching me and helping me see this truth that the dark realms only come through and they only poke at you as a way to help you come into your power and recognize and realize who you are. All right. So what they do is they're attracted to your energy. So you're either vibrating in fear. You don't know who you are. You don't remember who you are, or you actually want to work with them. Some people do that, but I'm not talking about black magic or anything like that right now, because that's totally outside of the topic of this video. But let's say that you, like me, have been bothered by dark energies, okay? What those dark energies are doing, they have been attracted to your energy because you're emanating fear, you feel small, you don't know who you are, and so the more you make yourself small and you feel, and you feel this fear and you feel like you're this tiny little victim that all these dark beings are going to take over, the more you feel this, the more they're attracted to your energy because dark beings vibrate in an energy of fear. They feed off of it. Okay. But really what the, what is happening, the secondary effect of them coming to you is they are constantly whispering in your ear. Do you know who you are? Who do you think you are? You're small. You're a victim. You should be fearful of this and that and the other. That's how the dark realms talk. But really what they're doing is they're trying to wake you up to the idea that this is not true. You're not a victim. You're not small and you don't have to be afraid. Here is the pro tip for you to never forget. And this is going to kind of diminish your fear of connecting to spirit. 
There is never anything for you to be afraid of, whether dark beings, light beings, whatever it is, there's nothing for you to be afraid of because you are more powerful than any dark being out there. <laughs> All right, I'm going to repeat this again. You are a child of God. You come from your source as all things. There is nothing more powerful than you. There is no being out there that's more powerful than you. And until you come into this realization, you're going to be vibrating in fear about everything, not just the spirit world, but about everything. So you see the, the kind of secondary consequence of what happens when we are visited by dark beings, all they're really doing is helping you remember who you are, helping you to wake up to your power. You see <laughs> the wind, <laughs> the wind is coming in to confirm, helping you come into your power realizing who you are, that there is nothing for you to ever be afraid of, that there is no dark being that's more powerful than you, okay? The faster you come into this realization, the less dark beings are going to pester you. I remember this. This happened to me. This happened to me very, very, in, in kind of a fell swoop, this happened to me. I used to wake up in the middle of the night, even after my spiritual awakening, I had some difficult moments with dark beings during my spiritual awakening. I would wake up in the middle of the night with them just pestering my energy. Dark beings feel really horrible on your energy. Sometimes they even whisper. You can, you can hear them try and take over your thoughts. Uh, the way that the dark realms work is really interesting. So I would wake up and I would immediately call for, you know, Jesus, Joseph and Mary and Archangel Michael and help, help. I would call on all of these different ascended masters to come and help me. But you see, you see how me just asking to be rescued by high spiritual beings, I was in victim consciousness. I didn't know who I was. And so I kept being pestered by these shadows <laughs> until eventually my guides told me one day that this, this exact message that I'm giving to you right now, that there's nothing for me to be afraid of and that those shadows were coming to visit me to train me into my power. And when I got it, boom, it was a, it was just a major turning point for me in my spiritual awakening. The next time a shadow came to visit me, I literally sat on the edge of my bed. And instead of calling for Archangel Michael and angels and archangels and Jesus and Mary and Joseph and God knows whoever to come and rescue me, I didn't call for anyone that night. I sat on the edge of my bed and I immediately told the shadow that was in my presence to leave that I didn't want it to be in my presence anymore. And I sent it away. It was gone. I've never been visited by a shadow ever again. Okay. So this, this story of mine is to help illustrate to you that you have nothing to be afraid of. And that if you ever are visited by shadowy energies or dark energies, all they're doing there is to help poke you to wake up to your power. You are more powerful than any dark energy that can ever come and visit you. There is nothing to be afraid of. And this is a key, crucial thing that your spirit guides want you to know. And that brings me to crucial thing number five that your spirit guides want you to know. And it's kind of related to the one that I just talked about, number four. It's a kind of a continuation of that conversation. The fifth thing that your spirit guides want you to know is that you are way bigger than you think. <laughs> You're way bigger than you think. And this is something that we, we very frequently get stuck in the human perspective, okay? We get stuck in our minds. We get stuck in perceiving the world through the five senses that feed our brains because that's how our brain understands reality is through the five senses, okay? And so many times we can get stuck 
in the human lower self perspective. We can get stuck in the problems of the world and the issues that I have and the challenges that I have. Uh, We can get stuck in seeing the world just through this smaller human perspective. But what the guides are always clear in showing is that you are so much bigger than the human perspective. The human perspective is like Your human self, the self that you could see right here in this camera that I'm recording, this person that you could see is the tip of the iceberg of the wholeness of who I am, (laughs) okay? Now, if you know anything about icebergs, and you know, the story of Titanic is, is a great way to illustrate this, the tip of an iceberg that you can see above water is a very tiny percentage of the whole mass of the iceberg. The majority of the mass of an iceberg is actually located underwater, all right? That's why the Titanic sunk, because it hit an enormous iceberg, but it could only see the tippy top of it, but it was, it was an enormous iceberg, and that's what caused the Titanic tragedy. And so that's how you are. You're an iceberg. The part that your human self can see in the mirror every day is a tiny, tiny percentage of who you are. You are an enormous being. Your spirit is enormous. Your soul is so big that you don't even have any consciousness of how big you are, okay? It's difficult for the human mind to wrap itself around the enormity of who you are as a spirit being, as the wholeness of who you are. But the guides always repeat this to me. You are enormous. You are so much bigger than you think. And one of the crucial things for you to understand here is that you can connect with this bigness. You can connect with the enormous part of you, the spiritual part of you, the part that you can't see in the mirror. You can connect with this bigger part of you. You just have to quiet the mind. (laughs) Okay, so the spirit guides repeat this a lot to me, um, that the mind, which is the only thing that really um, believes that you're small and that has this, this sort of separation consciousness, The mind, the more that the mind is quiet, the more you can start expanding your senses and you can actually connect to more than the traditional five senses because you have more than five senses. (laughs) But the mind needs to be very quiet in order for you to start connecting with your broader senses, with your sixth sense, okay? The more that the mind is quiet, the more you can connect with the expanded version of who you are that goes way beyond the smaller human part of you. So the next million dollar question then is, how do I connect to this? If I'm this enormous being that my mind has no understanding of, how do I, how do I become more of that enormous being? And, you know, the, the, the trick is exactly what I just talked about right now is quieting the mind. The, the key really is the quieting of the mind. The more your mind is quiet, the more easily you can connect to the subtle part of you, to the spiritual part of you, to the part of you that you can't see. And you can connect, you can disconnect that, that overly active mind. You can quiet that overly active mind in a bunch of different ways that I talk about a lot in my videos from meditation to being in nature, contemplation, uh, breathing exercises. There's, I'm not going to go into the whole list because I keep repeating them a lot in my videos, but there are a bazillion different ways in order for you to calm your mind and quiet your mind. The more that you incorporate practices, mindfulness and mind quieting practices in your everyday life, the more you will connect to the broader perspective of who you are, to the bigness of your whole self. And the more that you connect to the enormous part of you, 
the more easily you will be able not only to receive guidance, but you'll also be able to go down your path of life relying on your own internal guidance, on your own knowing. Because here's the key, you don't need to go through life just relying on guidance from your angels or your archangels or your spirit team. You also have an enormous just enormous reservoir of wisdom that's contained in the spiritual part of you. So the more that you connect with that, the more you will have access to your own inner knowing. You know where to go yourself. You don't need help all the time. But in order to connect with that broader part of you, your mind needs to be nice and quiet and you need to be connected to more than your five senses. Now, if you want to go deeper on how to connect more deeply with your spirit guides beyond the messages that they've just given you here in this video, if you want to connect more deeply with your spirit guides, I shot a video on exactly that, helping you through a five-step process to connect with your spirit guides. You're going to see links to that video in the description box below so you can watch after this one. Now over to you. Let me know in the comments below if you have difficulty connecting with your spirit guides or if you loved these five crucial things that they had to share with you today, let me know in the comments below. From the breathtaking Azores Islands, I will see you soon, beautiful soul. <laughs>